0: machinery that gives abundance has left us in want we think too much and feel
1: too little more than machinery we need humanity we know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat as if that's the way it's supposed to be we know things are bad worse than bad they're crazy silence
2: Our great and powerful oz
1: knows why you have come
2: You've got to say, I'm a human being! God damn it! My life has value! You have medals for the primal forces of nature!
1: Don't give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. <laughs>
2: And now, Reality Rants with Jason Bermas. And
0: who loves you? And who do you love? Good morning, everybody. It is good to see you. It is Reality Rants. I am Jason Bermas. Jam-packed show for you today. Back off the road. And it feels good. It feels good to be home and in my own studio, in my own element, being able to control everything a little bit better. Although uh, at this point, technology out there, as long as you have really good internet connection, you can reach people everywhere and look pretty damn professional. I'm in a Deadpool shirt, I know. I mean, guys, I don't even have the pro lighting. Like if if you saw my road picture of the studio, which I posted on Twitter, you saw that basically what I did Was uh, I had like a little monitor here, my laptop, and then I have these little LCD monitors I I take with me. I got them uh, when this uh, point of sale liquor store got rid of them. They were using these as kind of like pseudo monitors while they were doing point of sale stuff. It wasn't quite touchscreen yet. They wanted to get rid of them. USB 2, 720p, 60 hertz. I mean, the quality of the screen doesn't matter. It gets you your guest in the corner. And then a $15 TV I got at uh, Salvation Army. That I mounted on a mobile stand that you get from between you know 60 and 100 bucks delivered to your house. Okay, the mobile stand part that's kind of got to be there. But when I'm on the road, uh, instead of that, usually I'll use the hotel's TV as another monitor, and that's how we reach people, right? Look, I get it. I'm a goofball. I I know I am. That's that. I I think that's part of the appeal, right? Like I I don't want to fake something I, I i don't mind suiting up like i clean up okay i shave the grizzle i put on a suit or a suit jacket i go to a wedding i do i get an eyeball or two Hey, eh? while wow, burmas shaping up over there but at the same time that's not how i live my life i live my life in t-shirt and jeans uh you know shorts and a tank top a hoodie and jeans that that kind of lifestyle that, that's what i like very comfortable in that and the vast majority of us are as well. Why do we pretend otherwise? Hmm? Why do we put on the mask all the time? So I try to uh, not put on the mask as much as possible. And uh, I think there's a time and a place, right? So so let me give you a time and a place. If Jason Burmes were to uh, run for office, it would uh, be a jacket, maybe even a jacket and tie. Sure thing. I, I wouldn't go vermin supreme style where I put a boot on my head and I grew out a crazy beard, right? And I made it into a circus show. No, I'd be in it to win it. I would take it seriously. And look, I'm no fan of mainstream politics. We all know how I feel about the uh, left, right, false paradigm, conservative, liberal political system. Bottom line, guys, is you better suit up, okay? Because it's team human, versus team predator class, team transhuman. That's that's the real paradigm we're under right now, whether you like it or not, whether you're in this country or not, whether you believe in a deity or not, whether you care what other people believe or not, that's the real deal. So not a big fan of that, but if I were to run for office and actually win, when i was sworn in i'd also take it pretty damn seriously okay and i wouldn't burst into laughter while being sworn to the constitution now if you followed me for a very long time it's hard to buckle me down politically but i always say this big fan of the constitution if you were were to like say jason what are you i say a constitutionalist, and let me tell you why. And and if you watched my program last night, Mixed Martial Mindset with John Fitch, we kind of had this discussion. You know, John John Fitch said, never admit you're wrong. I said, bullshit, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm sorry, I have humility. If I am presented with other information that is counter to what I believed, I it, it would be shameful of me not to admit I'm wrong. To err as human, I will not get everything right Neither will you. None of us will. That's why we have to have conversations and present information and have discernment and humility, part of the human experience. But so you'd get a suited up Burmese. I'd be there for the constitution. I like the constitution because it's a perfectly imperfect document. It knew that it could be altered. You'd have constitutional amendments, which were a good thing, especially in the state of the world back in the 1700s, period, period. And we've gone well beyond that constitutional republic into a privatized techno-fascist, okay? It's more than a police state at this point. It's the executive within the executive. It's a continuity of government, military, industrial, complex-run system. That's what it is. And Katie Hobbs, who would not debate Kerry Lake, who had crowds everywhere, was all over the media, was bo- a beloved TV personality. Remember when they used to acknowledge the fact and even utilize the fact that you were a beloved TV personality to get you into politics? In fact, if you ran, uh, no matter what side it was on, right, y- you usually won a Sonny Bono, right? It wasn't a new phenomenon, Ronald Reagan. That that was reality. But all of a sudden, that's over. It's done. It doesn't exist anymore. You know. So, Kerry Lake and Herschel Walker, they don't win their elections. They don't get their day in court. Right. A judge just says no. Nope. Sorry. So, the first video I want to play is Katie Hobbs cackling and. Uh, Unable to control herself, laughing as they swear her in to the Constitution. This is the cartoon we live
2: in, folks. (laughs)
0: Me swear. Me here I will support the Constitution. Stop it! Me. <laughs> Let me just stop it here. Let me just stop it here. I discussed, I think, last week how unimpressive most of these people are. There used to at least be a facade. There is no facade. The mask has been pulled right off. It's a bureaucracy. These people are not intelligent. They are unimpressive. They do not have the eye of the tiger. This this person doesn't even want to compete. They don't even want to compete. I mean, Fetterman is another great example of the cartoon. At least Fetterman got, at least Fetterman stepped up to the plate to compete again with the TV star, Dr. Oz, who didn't win his election. And uh, look, anybody, you, you you take a person off the street of Canada, not following the U.S. Uh, Pennsylvania election or Australia, watch that debate, and they'd be they'd be like, this is like a a skit, right? This isn't real, is it? Actually, because of how big TV is, uh, Doctor Oz's reach would sure to be there. It would even be South America like everybody would know who Dr. Oz is. They 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 honestly would think like, is this SNL? Is Dr. Oz hosting SNL? Wipe the floor with the guy that could barely speak, the guy who could barely speak, he's in office. Katie Hobbs is cackling. She can't keep a straight face when pledging her oath to the Constitution. A lot of people back in the day might think that this is treasonous. And maybe Julian Assange, who's not from this country, and couldn't commit treason or espionage against it, especially by publishing just the documents and editorializing zero. But nope, that's not the upside down we live in. Sorry. Coming up in uh, about 20 minutes, I'm going to have Randy Ireland on. And... A bunch of the more high-profile uh, cases via January 6th, three years later, are now uh, coming into fruition. They're starting. So uh, hopefully he's going to have a good connection. We'll see. Uh, he's down at the courthouse. He's going to be reporting on this. And I, I think that this is really important. Why? You know, a lot of people, again, come down on me because, oh, Jason Burmes speaks at the the Reawaken America tour. Oh, Jason Burmes on red voice media he's really gone right wing nope nope sorry guys it's not right wing to hold people accountable it's not right wing to say look we need a system that works for the people not against it in secret via unaccountable unconstitutional organizations like homeland security fusion centers and signature reduction we need people saying that okay We need people saying the same people are bringing in AI automation and transhumanism because they don't particularly like the rest of us. That also needs to be said, and it needs to be screamed. And if you believe the mainstream narratives out there about a guy like Randy, okay, who I I didn't know who he was until I was actually on the tour, sitting down, very nice guy. Okay. And, He's a typical dude you'd meet from like New York. He, he's, he's not calling for, uh, you know, some kind of ethno-nation or white nationalist message at all. And, and Enrique uh, Tario, you know, he, he, pretty inconvenient he's not a white guy. Just saying, for, for, for these narratives that are just thrown out there to divide us all. And, and I'll say it again, couldn't care less what your race is. The human race, our species, under complete and total attack globally right now, daily. Buckle up. Because 2023 is not going to be a soft year. It's not like like anyone's taking a break, guys. Okay? Full throttle. Full throttle. And people better realize that. Okay? Now, I'm going to go back. We're gonna finish up the Cackle Monster. We're gonna bring it back. These are the, unimp- the unimpressive people that they tell you are popular enough to win elections against wildly popular candidates, and then institute policies that that are just beyond repulsive. And again, you just gotta you gotta play pretend. It's it's play pretend time with uh, Katie Hobbs and the gang. So let's really crank it up so you can hear. The cackle in real time, folks. We did it. Yeah, let's get those. (laughs) We did it. It can't even go to court. In fact, let's sanction Carrie Lake.
2: I, Kathleen Marie Hobbs, I, Kathleen Marie Hobbs,
0: do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear, do
2: solemnly swear.
0: Dude, it's like a schoolgirl in high school that landed the big date to the winter formal, and she can't believe it. Like, what is this?
2: I will support the Constitution. Stop it, <laughs> I will support the Constitution of the United States of the United States and the Constitution Stop. and laws and the Constitution and laws of the state of Arizona of the state of Arizona. That I will bear true faith. That I will bear true faith and allegiance, same, and allegiance to the same and defend them and defend them against all enemies. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Foreign and domestic. And then I will faithfully and that I will faithfully and impartially and impartially discharge the duties. Discharge the duties of the office of governor. Of the office of governor. According to the best of my ability. According to the best of my ability. So helping God. So
0: help me God. Those those are the enemies right there, okay? And and the only ability that person had was to sit back, relax, and allow the puppet masters to put her in office, okay? So the next thing I want to do is I want to talk about other unimpressive people, okay? I don't know who this person is. That's number one. And I know my great audience, someone is gonna know who this academic is. But I get a lot of good tips over in uh, the Twitter feed. That's why I still use it. I, I was using it before the Musker I'm using it after the Musker It's just like why we use YouTube right now. I need YouTube to bring you guys over to alternative platforms like Rumble, Rockfin. We also stream right there. Uh, Redvoicemedia.com slash Jason, Uncensored Second Hour that's going to come up. If you just want to continue listening, free over at Podbean every single day. And by the way, every two weeks, you get the video again. So really today, if if you're just joining me, you're not premium, you didn't do the Podbean, you're still going to get two hours. You're still going to get two hours. If you can stand two hours of Burmese, that's up to you. That's your decision. Okay. So this guy right here, is exactly the type of person that is okay with cutting the throat of humanity on the altar of this new Gaia, Earth-based nature, bullshit religion. Okay? And he says some interesting things here. Okay? I I have no idea who this guy is. Again, I'm sure he is not a great dude, but these academics are out of it. They're over the top. They, they tell you the plan. So he tells you basically the earth, one to two billion people, same number that Ted Turner's telling you. I think about two billion people is right. That was when we were like on the verge of six, seven billion, maybe eight. Where are the other six billion people go? Where Where do they get? Where's the dance, Ted? Oh, you don't intend on those people to be around. Oh, just a voluntary one or two child policy. Yeah, voluntary. They're always talking about voluntary, a multitude of kids themselves. Okay. So this professor says that, but he's like, you know what? With a smart dictatorship, but most dictatorships are stupid. No, they're ruthless. They're not stupid. They're ruthless. They're power hungry and they're anti-human. They're authoritarian. That's what they are. But if we had a smart one, you know, dictatorship, uh, uh, if we had smart authoritarianism, then we can have eight, nine billion people on the planet. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, guy. So, again, I don't know who this is. Uh, Burma's Brigade, I'll actually, as I play it, um, I'm going to uh, look to you over in the YouTube studio. If anybody does know who it is, uh, you let me know. And uh, without further ado, you know, again, I mean, they—they—it's right in your face.
2: Oh, what what it will be, but uh, but in one way or another, we are so far globally, we are so far above the population and the consumption levels which can be supported by this planet that I know, in one way or another, it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. Uh, I hope that it can occur in a. A, a civil way, I, I, and I mean civil in a, in a special way, I, peaceful. So I, I just wanna preface
0: this right now. This man is talking about the population of the earth, this guy in his little chair, in his nice suit, okay, with his glasses on, and he says, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna roll it back. He he hopes, he, he has, he can't hope because he just knows it's going to happen it's it's a foregone conclusion that our population is going to be devastated well let's start there and then he just hopes that it's peaceful okay that it's in a civil tone
2: well, what what it will be but uh but in one way or another we are so far globally. we are so far above the population and the consumption levels, which can be supported by this planet that I know in one way or another, it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. Uh, I hope that it can occur in a, a, a civil way. I, I, and I mean, civil in a, in a, special way, I, peaceful. Peace doesn't mean uh, that everybody's happy but it means that conflict isn't solved through violence. Wait, so I'm being told by the World Economic Forum,
0: I'm gonna own nothing and be happy, but you're telling me that we can do the whole population reduction thing in a peaceful manner. Doesn't mean everybody's gonna be happy. Isn't that a conflict, Mr. Academia? Does anybody know who this is by chance?
2: force, uh, but rather in other ways. And so uh, that's what I hope for, uh, that we can, I mean, the planet can support something like a billion people, maybe 2 billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to, to have.
0: So again, your liberty is always at risk. First of all, material consumption. Here's the funny thing. Throughout my generation, nothing was promoted more than material consumption. I was born into a time, the 80s, where it was all about money and power, power suits, right? And business and your briefcase and your car. Right? That that was the big thing. Everything was emulated as that. And then you were you were taught, you grew up, you wanted a certain brand of sneaker, you wanted a certain type of gene, a lot more advertising than ever. And then they morphed that into pharmaceuticals. <laughs> and now they're shaming you for all the materialism that never made you happy putting you on those pharmaceuticals because of it and telling you we can't support the earth one or 2 billion, one or 2 billion. And, and here he's going to go, you know, we can up that to eight or nine. If you're, if you want your life to be a total shithole, I mean, wow.
2: Just let's continue. If you want more Liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people and Conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion probably if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. That's, unfortunately, you never have smart dictatorships. They're always stupid. So, But if you had a smart dictatorship and a low standard of living, you can have it. But, but we want to have freedom and we want to have a high sentence. So we're going to have a billion people.
0: So you know what? Again, here, here, here you go. He's like... Uh, the predator class wants to cut it down to about a billion. That's basically what I'm saying to you right now. Uh, if we had smart authoritarianism, everything, we could probably have nine billion. But your life would be just total shambles. Well, that's why they want to bring you in the virtual verse. So you just euthanize yourself and you're tricked into believing that you can upload your consciousness. So um, before Randy Ireland gets here and we're going to be talking about January 6th, et cetera, I got some uh stories to go through someone said dennis meadows by the way in in the chat let's see if that's correct if we'll do it live dennis meadows it's dennis meadows i love my audience the Burmese brigade big time shout out thank you for getting that let's let's find out he's an american scientist let's see what wikipedia has to say oh he's the limits of growth guy remember when we actually played the limits of growth does that mean that i have dennis meadows in that video when we watched it as a younger man and then beyond the limits and and of course climate change right it's all here man dennis meadows gross dennis meadows oh he's honest the japan prize he's in the earth hall of fame everybody he did it (laughs) the earth hall of fame He's babe freaking Ruth. This guy. Like what is a, again, the cartoon nature of our reality. My my goodness. Just too much. Too much. So, uh I want to talk NASA briefly. If you didn't catch last night's broadcast, I think I think you're missing out. I had a really good time with Fitch. Hour flew by. Okay. Uh it's it's just out of control. So, the reality of NASA is they're behind this climate change agenda. They they fund through black operations, all sorts of goodies, cybernetics. They got their robot arms right here. They're telling you that they're, they're giving out $57 million contracts to build roads on the moon. Give me a break. It's money laundering folks. That's what that is. Okay. Um, and then they tell you about low earth orbit flight tests of inflation, uh, I'm sorry, inflatable decelerators and showcases heat shield technology okay this is part of their nano sensors and uh weapon systems they also tell you about their augmented reality and gaming engines that's the real deal uh let's see NASA also took uh, familiar earth technologies to use in outer space. The agency customized Amazon's Alexa digital voice assistant and Cisco's WebEx video software for testing on the unmanned Orion spacecraft. So quantum research under that as well. They're normalizing the fact that they're using all of these technologies here to get you ready for what I believe will be a faked manned mission to the moon and eventually eventually Mars rocket technology ain't taking you there. That, that is, that is fiction sauce. That's exactly what that is. That's not reality town USA. That's fiction sauce. All right. That that's part of the, the theme park that we played yesterday on the broadcast. We need to understand that it's goofy. So I'm on the road. I'm having a conversation with my brother with about four and a half hours to go. We actually talk for like an hour. It's always good to talk to my brother. And one of the things that comes up is just this how absurd this Hunter Biden situation is, and how these committees are going to go nowhere, and they're going to have a limited scope of investigation. And yeah, you know, you're going to have your Rand Paul's or your Jim Jordans or your Ted Cruz's speaking some truth. But one of the things that the media continues to tell you is like, there's one, there's just one Hunter Biden laptop. What are you talking about? Second Hunter Biden laptop holding evidence of international corruption seized in Ukraine, Giuliani associate claims. All right, this is back in 2020. And the, there's like four of these things. Can, can you imagine being so far gone with whatever you're up to and what are, whatever you're into after being in the Biden family. Old Joey B's corrupt house of cards. And by the way, can we get a hundred thumbs up over on YouTube? Can we do it, Reality Rants crew? Can we do it, Burma's brigade? We did Dennis Meadows, right? Uh, Dennis, Dennis Monster. So, you know, there's up to four laptops or hard drives or whatever. We know we've only seen a fraction of what's actually on them. This guy's so far gone while he's doing all this stuff. Somehow those laptops are getting into people's hands. Or I, more than likely, that's probably not what happened. So let me, let me, let me explain to people what I think happened. I, I don't believe that Hunter Biden was dropping off these laptops all over the place or just leaving the places. I think what was actually happening is that people were hacking in to his laptop and basically cloning the hard drive and once they clone the hard drive they can just put it into another laptop and perhaps it wasn't even Hunter Biden himself it was somebody else who like that would be real spycraft so i go in i clone a hard drive full of goodies or you've just been running this surveillance game where you're continually cloning uh the hard drive of that ip address and you probably have it locked on through hardware in case of the use of a VPN let's be honest that's not that tough to do and at some point you just buy, you buy another a laptop doesn't even have to be the same model necessarily and you put you clone that drive on there and then you drop it off to be repaired and you look disheveled and you say you're this person who knows right so when we talk about a second and a third and a fourth you're probably just looking at like four hard drives worth of material. And, and I don't necessarily think that Hunter Biden is the only guy that this is happening with. Right. I think that it's much more widespread than that. But just an interesting conversation I was having. It looks like Randy Ireland is here. So uh, we are going to admit him on the scene. We don't see or hear him. Uh, yet, but hopefully we will in a moment. Um, I'm not sure if you can see or hear me, but still can't see him. Uh, if I'd say, there we go, we got Randy coming up. All right, so now we are here. Uh, Randy Ireland is with us. He is down at the beginnings of the uh, trials in DC, almost three years later. Uh, some of the more high profile ones, Enrique Tarrio is of course being talked about in the media. Uh, Randy, uh, tell us uh, where you are and uh, what you're doing right now.
1: Yes, I just walked into the um, Washington, D.C. district courthouse. I'm in kind of like the outside of the cafeteria area. But um, I'm here at the D.C. court today to, um, as the Proud Boy trial resumes, I'll be in the courtroom uh, covering that. Um, But, uh, you know. We've been here in D.C. since August 1st. Um, I've been privileged to be here in D.C. with Nicole Reffitt, Mickey Whithoft, Ashley Babbitt's mom. So we do a vigil outside the D.C. jail every night from 7 p.m. to 9.30. But during the day, we also come into the courthouse here. Want to say hi to everybody? Hello. This is uh, Nicole Reffitt. Hi. And so we we cover you know we're here to support a lot of the J6 community, but uh, with the Proud Boy trial, you know, it's being termed as a trial of the century. You know, a, a big reason for that is, you know, it's really going to be a huge platform for conservatism, patriotism, really versus the globalist agenda. And um, I think it's going to be a huge platform. I think it's going to be a lot of um, attention drawn to this particular trial just because of the notori- n- notoriety of the Proud Boys. And um, it's gonna be a huge opportunity to use the truth to kind of counter and expose a lot of the lies and hypocrisy of the left. So
0: let's start uh, with what's going on right now in the courthouse, okay? We're, we're in the um, beginnings of this. We saw the media and what they did with the Stuart Rhodes and Oath Keepers trials. We did not see great outcomes, obviously, there uh, via the injustice system. Where are we in these cases and trials? How long do you expect uh, them to last? And if the charges are successfully prosecuted, how long are these people looking at in jail?
1: It's really hard to say, but. You know, overall, the one thing I will say is what we've seen time and time again in these courtrooms are the judges putting their thumbs on the scales of justice. I mean, we saw that throughout the Proud Boy trial. Um, I mean, massive, massive uh, witness tampering. Anytime a defense wanted wanted to call a witness, oftentimes they within 24, 48 hours of the prosecution finding out, they get a knock on the door they get a call from the DOJ, the FBI. Um, in some cases, they're threatened with charges to try to prevent them from testifying. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane. I know firsthand in the first um, oath keeper trial, uh, at least eight or nine people that were supposed to testify for the defense, and actually, I want to say at least four of them actually made it here to D. C. was inside the courthouse, but the judge never allowed them to testify. So you know, there's a Right now in the Proud Boy trial, we're undergoing the jury selection. And I mean, it's just utterly insane that some of these jurors are being qualified. I mean, on um, Friday, we had a BLM organizer, a lead BLM organizer that's judge qualified, which set off a, a frenzy in the courtroom. So, I mean, it, we see so much, so many different things. I mean, uh, not even to mention, we saw this in the Old Keeper trial as well, at the last hour, massive discovery dumps, you know, why, you know, some of these trials should be continued, Uh, giving the defense time to go through some of this, this discovery. And we see this time and time again, it's just underhanded, politically driven shenanigans. And the judges are letting the prosecution, the DOJ and the FBI get away with all this stuff. It's insane. It really is. And then when you throw in, you know, every every US citizen has a right to a public trial. These trials here in D.C. in these courtrooms are not public at all. Many of them, people aren't even allowed to call in. Um, you know, it's 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 utterly insane. I mean, the, the extent of the public nature of this, if I go in and, and witness, I can come outside of the courtroom after the fact and report it. But I mean, that's basically the the extent that the vast majority of Americans will, will, will see of these trials. So um, in terms of in terms of how long the Proud Board trial is expected to last, it, it's hard to say. Uh, I think right now, you know, the common, uh, probably about six weeks, eight weeks, I would say. I mean, my gut instinct, I mean, it, it, if the trial goes along the lines of the jury selection process, it could even be up to three months.
0: I expect it to be as drawn out as possible. And just the fact that we are almost three years uh, into the incident at, uh, you know, the Capitol, which has been obviously exploited by the media in this, quote unquote, insurrection narrative. And it's certainly one they continue to run with. Uh, The longer the headline lasts, the more beneficial for that machine. And unfortunately in DC, as you know, it is almost impossible to get a fair trial. The conviction rate in these type of cases uh, is close to, if not 100%. Either you plea or uh, in most cases you are found guilty, which is you know, obviously important to note. I would imagine there's probably going to be a conviction in this case, at least in some of the counts, and there will be an appeals process. So what does that mean for those that are detained? Um, uh, Let's say we don't get uh, basically an exoneration uh, across the board and finally after this, people start going free. How much longer could these people uh, be waiting in prison before they get a actually solid uh, outcome in their trials?
1: Uh, It's very, very, very hard to say. I think coming up will be one of the first appeals and it'll be very interesting this, to to keep tabs on that. That would be Guy Reffert's trial. He was the first one that went to a jury trial. The thing to understand too is those that take a plea deal, they basically waive ra- the right to an appeal. Now they can appeal the sentencing part of it, but they cannot appeal the conviction itself. So, you know, barring something coming down from the Supreme court, I think a lot of those, um, basically you know or a pardon from the president let's say um you know a lot of those convictions you know basically you know i think they're expected to have to serve that that sentence so i mean um i don't know i mean it's it's you're absolutely right you know here in dc the chances are that you you are going to get any kind of like a fair trial or a fair shake um it's 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 almost next to impossible um but and and again, I mean, you mentioned like uh, the longer that this drags on would be beneficial to the prosecution. I actually disagree. I I personally think that th- you know the more that this draws on, it's it's more time that people will tune in, be exposed to the truth, and I think that'll actually hurt the prosecution's case. I mean, I, I'll give you a p- couple of examples, and you know, I plan on on, on publishing a couple of articles l- later this week about this. Uh, but as you know, I'm a, I'm a former Proud Boy myself. I was president of a chapter in New York City. And I mean, there's so much so much lies and slander in the media. Number one, I'm um, saying that the Proud Boys are anti-government, which you see in, in a number of mainstream sources. We're not, the Proud Boys is not, and I can say this categorically, not anti-government. We're pro-small government, and there's a huge distinction. And, and the, the other part is, you know, a lot of lies out there in the media is that the Proud Boys use violence for political means. Bullshit. Any violence coming out of the Proud Boys is in defense, in defense of third parties, people unable to defend themselves. The biggest question about violence is who initiates it, who starts it? And it's always, almost always the people on the left. So, you know, th- th- there's some big lies that n- need to be uncovered. And I think, and that's why I say, I mean, I think just by the mere notoriety of this particular case, you're going to see a lot more people tuning in. And I think it's going to be a huge opportunity across this country to really kind of pit two ideologies. What kind of America do we have? What kind of America do we, the people, want? Is it a constitutional republic or is it a democracy like they like they say? You know, the fact of the matter is a democracy is Marlboro. That's not what we intended to be. We were intended to be um we were intended to be a constitutional republic and the difference is in a constitutional republic even the least of us has a voice in what goes on individual responsibility individual freedom and liberty that's what it's about so i think that's those are the issues that are going to be taken center stage and there's a huge opportunity to really you know set that stage and 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 argue those points even even in, in a place like this so i think there's a huge opportunity here
0: well, I, I do appreciate the optimism, and I would agree that uh, I think it will awaken some people. I just hope that despite the fact that you may have a majority of people that are looking at the information and obviously see through it, and I would say most of us in this country do, you know, I, I would say obviously we've been gaslit into believing that Joe Biden is the most popular president of all time with 81 million Mm -hmm. votes, or that he runs the country, right? We're in a cartoon. The Mm -hmm. idea that this guy is running anything uh, on a day-to-day basis is absolutely absurd. However, um, we've seen more and more corruption, especially via our elections, which kind of kicked this off. Um, I opened it up with Katie Hobbs literally bursting into laughter when supposedly swearing her allegiance to the uh, constitution that you just referenced. And like you said, we were a constitutional republic based in democratic principles. And the idea that you were voting for constituents inside of your state that represented you, that state that then could pass legislation that was separate from the federal government, you would have a choice in the matter. And it was not just mob rule where if 51% of the people said something that it would come into law. In fact, the ratification of something like constitutional amendment will take two thirds of the Senate. You know, these checks and balances were set into place and people are so ignorant of them. Guys, that's fifth grade social studies, just so everybody knows. So how dare Randy, you and others be for fifth grade social studies and that being uh, taught to uh, America's youth. How many trials are we looking at right now? And on top of that, you mentioned a pardon from the president. Obviously, uh, the current administration, that would be beyond Imagination Land. Um, It doesn't seem like the infrastructure has changed anywhere. We just talked about that midterm that was the red wave that wasn't. Uh, I know that we met up with each other a couple times and had discussions at the Reawaken America Tour where I, I pretty much predicted that was going to be Imagination Land as well. Where are we on that? And like you said, outside of a presidential pardon, things could look grim, especially um, with the injustice system in D.C. Well, I
1: will put it I'll put it this way. I don't I don't share entirely your grimness. There are a number of things that are out there. Number one, we did take control of the House. Um, When the when the unselect committee released their report on the heels of that, the GOP. There's five um, representatives that was conducting their own investigation, and they released their report. There's a lot of truth in that, a lot of truth that counters a lot of the unselect. More importantly, inv- heavily involved in that was Jim Jordan, um, Troy Nels. Um, so there, there, there are a number of things that are happening. There are a number of things that are happening that I think you're going to start to see that once the Republican and GOP take take Congress, more and more truth is going to be exposed and the more truth that gets exposed and shown to the American people i think you're going to find that hearts and minds are going to start changing in a very very big way um the other part of it is i'm not sure how much you may or may not have heard about the the case that's on the docket of the supreme court Brunson versus adams um, but this this case um, you know we we've been we've been running um about a three week three week national campaign uh, with organizations all across the country um, asking every American who believes that this is a constitutional republic to uh, write to the Supreme Court and, and express your support for this particular case. Ironically, the justices will be meeting in conference on January the 6th, on Friday, um, to decide whether to take up this case or not. This case, it doesn't, it doesn't call for election, you know, or, or discarding an election. What it calls for is On January 6th, when electoral votes were counted, over 100 congressional issues was raised, um, over 100 issues of fraud that occurred in the election. Now what happened is when, when Congress reconvened after the events of January 6th, they took a vote and they took a vote as to whether to investigate those allegations of fraud. The vast majority of Congress voted not to investigate. They have a constitutional duty under their oath to investigate those allegations, so what that what this case essentially does is calls for the immediate removal of 388 elected officials who subverted their oath to the Constitution, betrayed their oath to the Constitution, and do not deserve to be in office. So is it a is it a, a you know is it a moonshot? Sure, but the fact of the matter is, four Brunson brothers launched three uh three cases that have been going through the courts one of them now and again those three those three cases were pro se they wrote it themselves as an american citizen and one of them now sits on the docket of the supreme court that's a moonshot in and of itself let let me just say
0: this because because i am very well aware of it and i actually i've reported on it and i i made some commentary uh over the last week on it here's here's my thing very happy that they did that, right? I think it's absolutely a a positive thing. I think that you're right. What you do want to have is not only a campaign of people writing into the Supreme Court to take the case, but to also utilize social media and even the platforms that are supposedly the enemy to not only spread the case, but some kind of a support hashtag and, and force the media to at least acknowledge that it exists. The problem is, in my mind, is, like you said, it's a moonshot to get it on the docket. I've said this. It's about a one in 10,000 chance that they're going to hear the case. And they're, to me, Randy, a zero percent chance. Let me just
1: knock down that stat that you just gave. All right. Number one, this case is on the docket as a national security issue. Okay. That knocks that down to about one in a thousand. (laughs) More importantly, what i you, you are. I I'm
0: mean, Brandy, you. My thing is this. Listen, I I would love them to take this case, but let's let's say they do it, and, and I'm I'm not hopeful. But like, hey, they get to the one in ten thousand. I can't imagine. And one of the discussions I had uh, with you know the person that was presenting this case is that basically all of these uh, elected officials, their offices would be un- invalidated, right? Let look. I I get that we live in unprecedented times, but when I look at the history of the corruption in this country. The last time that we really saw high-level officials do any kind of jail time was Iran-Contra. You could argue Scooter Libby later got thrown to the wolves via the Enron scandal, but even Trump pardoned him. And isn't that the irony? Like Trump will pardon that guy, but he'll leave your guys out to dry. You know, it's a pretty disturbing place to Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. All right. How are you placing that at the feet of Trump? Well, you know, Trump was only president until when, G- January 20th? This so is in true, 14 but. 14 days, he was going to pr- pardon everybody?
0: Well, I, I understand right. he couldn't have pardoned everybody, but I think Trump uh, failed on pardons via... Obviously, somebody like well, I, Assange. I mean, that's
1: a different conversation.
0: You know? I, I, yeah. I agree. I mean, but
1: at the same time, he's not out
0: there with your guys like you're doing these vigils and God bless you for it. And I think that's something that especially my audience in your area yeah. should be supportive of.
1: Listen, I'm I'm not going to sit here and defend Trump. I have a lot of disagreements with Trump, but I will say Trump has called into the vigil. Um, th- there is there is some growing support. I mean, there's there's a lot of politics behind the scenes, you know. We keep on wanting to think that Trump's not a politician. Well, he is. And we're not all going to agree on everything he does. Um, and I, I think that's part part of it, though. But um, I don't know. I mean, I'm certainly not going to defend the guy. But at the same time, I mean, you know, to say that, you know, th- there's no doubt in my mind that if he was to ever be back in office that he would pardon the, the January 6th. There's no doubt in my mind. So, see,
0: I, I, mean, I, want, I want to believe that too, Randy, but I don't necessarily. But I do appreciate the conversation. And yeah. ba- ba- basically, look, I think that we need a system of elections that are outside of voting machines that can be audited. Absolutely, totally uh, agree. That that is that is at the crux of this entire issue. Um, we have a media that is allowed to say things, and even when they get caught. The best you can do, like say, as a Kyle Rittenhouse, is recover financially years and years later through lawfare. That's right. not enough. Right. When we're talking about these, oh, you're cases.
1: absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, we need upheaval and we need change, and that's why I know it's a little bit of a pipe dream. Certainly, I mean, it is a long shot, but I mean, this. Think about what would happen if if they if the Supreme Court did take up this case and remove 388 officials. I mean. The very corruption that you've talked about that has been allowed to swell across this, this country for decades, immediately you're doing something about it. Um, you know, that, that that won't fix the justice system. I mean, we have a lot of activist judges that have been put in place. Trump even appointed some of them. You know, we need if, if we are to, to maintain and return or restore our constitutional republic, we need judges at every level to um, um, to, to, to uphold and defend that constitution at all costs. I mean, January 6th is a perfect example of how, you know, for the federal government to get to a point where they can point their finger at any U.S. citizen, claim that they're a terrorist or this or that, and immediately take use that as grounds for taking away their, their constitutionally protected rights. This is what I'm saying. I mean, I think we're quickly reaching a point that will be a flashpoint here in America. We, we, there is a war and an assault on our constitution and we, the people need to decide, you know, do we, do we want freedoms? Do we want liberties? Do we want to maintain being a constitutional Republic? Or are we going to go by the way of communism, globalism, because that's really what, what it's all about. Yep. And uh, there's so much corruption up and down. You're absolutely right. It took decades for us to get here. You know, I don't think it's going to be fixed overnight, but I, I, I think there's you know it, it's going to reach a point at some point in time where there will, will be a flashpoint i think you know so
0: well i think that's where everybody has to rally around you and that's why i always talk about this really to me not being a right or left issue when you're coming after right. somebody's freedom of speech when you are criminalizing right. american citizens and taking away the constitution when you're empowering homeland security the justice department uh, fusion centers and programs like signature reduction which are openly Waging domestic warfare against our populace and now creating this idea of not only narrative control, but pre-con, uh, pre-crime and behavioral assessment. One of the steps in that is successful and powerful prosecutions against people like uh, the ones that are about to be on trial right now. So, right tell people right now how they can support you how they can get involved where you're going to be covering this and where they can find the latest information on it Randy
1: Yeah this is um I I am the founder of an organization called Americans for Justice you can find us at wwwa the number 4 justice.org we're also on twitter Getter, truth social um a the number 4 justice um, so we're going to be you know I'm going to be here in the in the courtroom reporting on what's going on in the Proud Boy trials specifically. And um, I'll be covering some of that through Twitter. Uh, we expect to be releasing two 15 minute or so videos every day. Uh, one at the noon recess, one at the end of the court day. I'm gonna be working with a team of individuals, um, but kind of going hand in hand with what you're talking about. I, I definitely think that we we're at a point where for, just, for us to move the needle of justice in these, especially these January 6 cases, I personally don't believe it's gonna happen in a criminal courtroom. I believe it's gonna to happen to constitutional lawyers going after these agencies and these agents who um, basically break the law to uphold the law. And uh, you know that's one of the things that we're really trying to do with Americans for Justice is to unite Americans around the Constitution Bill of Rights and due process. So everything that we do is really focused with that that core mission in mind. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Yo, Randy, I, I appreciate it. Obviously, uh, we're gonna be keeping up on this case. Uh, I look forward to not only interviewing uh, you, but other people involved. I know that you've done uh, great work um, and continue to do great work with Ashley Babbitt's uh, mother. One more time, tell yeah. people about the vigil and how they can support you there as well. And, and w- where people can really, give donations because that case obviously was never really discussed in the mainstream media there is no justice for ashley babbitt and i can't imagine uh you know being her mom out there and shame on people even within the quote-unquote alternative media uh that throw out you know terrible johnny nonsense in, in regards to that case i mean that happened and you know they've used disinformation and psyops to try to divide people when somebody was murdered in cold blood, an actual veteran, for what? Breaking a
1: window? Yes. No, I've had the immense privilege of of standing out here with Mickey Witthoff. That's the thing. Uh, So she and I first came to DC back in August. We have a vigil that happens outside the DC jail every night from 7 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Right now she's back in California taking care of some things. But um, everybody can follow follow her, can donate to her, and, and donate to what, what we're doing here in D.C. Uh, by going to the website www.the number four ashley a s h l i We we have a call to action page there, things that people can get involved doing. Um, we're on the doorstep on Friday, is January sixth, the second year anniversary. Um, we are planning. Uh, Mickey will be here, um, and, and those of us. We will be outside the Supreme Court at 8 a.m. on Friday morning. And then at 1 p.m., we're gonna be going over to the Capitol to give a tribute to Ashley and to those that lost their lives on January 6th. And then we will be back at the D.C. jail, 7 7 p.m. for the the nightly vigil there, the candlelight vigil. So I would invite anybody who can come on out and join us. We would love to have you stand with us, um, lend your voice. Uh, and those that can't, we will be live streaming every every day. So you can find out information on that on the For Ashley site or the Americans for Justice site.
0: All right, Randy, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we will be talking to you soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it.
0: You got it. There's Randy Ireland. And uh, again, we're going to be following that Proud Boys case. We're going to be going to the other side, okay, of the broadcast over at redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. Now, you know, this one should be an interesting uh, part of the broadcast because after we do a quick news blitz, what I'm going to do is page by page for an hour. We'll see how far we get down it. I'm going to go over the infamous Future Strategic Issues and Warfare NASA document, this one right here, which is the blueprint for what has gone on in the last 20 plus years since it was published in July of 2001. Okay, we're, we're now 22 years, uh, almost down the line, 21 and a half, if you want to get technical. All right. Look, this is it. I don't even know if we're going to get through all of it, especially the things that we're going to talk about. This is the deal. So I want you to thumbs it up if you're over on YouTube. I want you to come over to the alternative platforms like Rumble, like Rockfin, everybody that supports me there. Thank you so much. But we are going exclusively video-wise at redvoicemedia.com slash Jason, uncensored, 100% all the time. Uh, Probably going to be talking about, you know, some things maybe that you can't talk about so much. You know, it's crazy to me that this happens, and anybody that says it might be something is immediately attacked. All my years in sports, uh, never seen anything like it, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. We're going to be talking about the return of the mandates in this country. Okay, you know, obviously that happened while we were live on air, Uh, John Fitch and I, people coming in, and yikes. You want to just listen to the broadcast live, you can do that right now as well at theinfowarrior.podbean.com. You can also donate to the broadcast directly. Uh, through the links below, including the Buy Me a Coffee. A lot of people have been doing that over the holiday season. I want to thank them for that because couldn't do it without you guys. And uh, we're trying to expand the show and the network even further. Uh, like I said, so many other great shows on the uh, premium side of the broadcast, including uh, Self-Defense Warrior with my good friend Pat Miletic, uh, who I was going back and forth with last night. He and uh, Jeffrey Wilson. Recently did a uh, joint interview with Boone Cutler and Michael Flynn. Uh, My girlfriend, Alicia Powell, continuing to knock it out of the park. The latest with Tim Canova, all at redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored. But again, sign up through redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. This is where I am going to give the cue to the producers that we're going to go over to the uh, second part of the broadcast. And remember, Rockpin, we're also posting the the Making Sense of the Madness videos exclusively over there as well. So, one at a time. Let's see you later, Rockpin. I do love you. Thank you for the support. YouTube, it's time to go. Thumbs it up, subscribe, and share if you are new to the broadcast. Plenty of videos, like almost 3,000, if not over 3,000 at this point, still up at YouTube over the years. Twitter, it's been real as always, and let's get ready to not so rumble. Don't sue me, don't sue me out there. All right, buffer, please. No, no buffer lawsuits. We don't want that. Okay, I'm just gonna wait for my uh, my text that I usually get from the guys before we get into uh, how safe and effective uh, the shot must be to have 24 year old football players uh, basically. I mean, I I don't know that they've reported whether or not he's dead yet. But uh, that's that text right now. Okay, we are good to go. And uh, look, you're not allowed to ask whether or not a uh, young football player who gets hit and then just falls down. Like, it looks like he dies on eight minutes of CPR they gave the guy. And and I don't know anything about this guy. I got to tell you right now, nothing. Okay, let's let's just watch it. It's it's tough to watch. Stands up, everything's okay, and then it's so not okay. So not okay. Now he got hit hard there. Don't get me wrong, that's a hard hit. But I'm sorry, that's just not normal. That doesn't happen in college sports, it doesn't happen in pro sports. And we're just supposed to act like after a bunch of hate and lies is injected into human beings that that's not a possibility. Gaslit beyond belief. Gaslit beyond belief. And that's why, you know, I'm glad Randy Ireland and other people are out there. I think it is a grim scenario. I expect the vast majority of these proud boys to be convicted and given uh, extensive sentences. Okay. And I do not expect the Supreme Court to hear the Brunson case. I'm sorry, everybody. I hate to tell you that. And if they do, there's, in my mind, a 0% chance, obviously, that they would rule in favor and usurp like 388 uh, sitting politicians. That's, I mean, again, living on a prayer, I get it. But when I hear the talking points from people like God wins in the end, I'm with you in the sense that good and evil exist. I, I totally believe no matter what happens to the flesh as a as a principle for humanity, good must win in that sense. And we got to figure it out. All right. But if you're on these moonshot hopium trains, that's, that's really the danger, right? Because I don't think they're going to hear it on January 6th, obviously. And then there's a date after that it gets pushed. And the hopium's uh, you know, it's the Hopian pill out to the Hopiates of them, the mantras of them talking about it again and again and again, like it's going to happen. It's happening. Remember that all? It's happening. Where we go one, we go all, yo. The cue and nonsense is real. No. And look, j- just the fact that it's gotten to the point it has is incredible. But I, I just, I don't see it going beyond that point. That's all. That's all. Just saying, just putting it out there, especially taking a look at the uh, wacky world that we live in, okay? So I I think I briefly reported on this um, police uh, Scotland rebrands pedophiles as minor attracted people. Again, when we're wrong or we have new information, uh, this statement was made, and uh, I want to read it in full because I think it's important. And again, when, when you come out against something, we, we should acknowledge it. You know, I, I'm not here to just play into narratives. Police Scotland has issued the following statement in response to the media reporting, which misrepresents our position on the term minor attracted person. Detective Chief Superintendent Sam Faldis, head of public protection for uh, Police Scotland, said we utterly condemn anyone who commits sexual offenses against children, be it individuals or organized pedophilia networks, and we work tirelessly To bring them to justice. Police Scotland does not use the term minor attractive person to describe this type of offender and any suggestion otherwise completely misrepresents our position. The term referenced in Police Scotland report in June 2022 was quoted from a proposal document for the establishment of the Horizon Project a European consortium to tackle child sexual abuse and exploitation. At the first meeting of the consortium in Warsaw in September of 2022, police Scotland officers successfully lobbied for the MAP term to be
2: removed
0: from recognized terminology used by more than 20 European partners. Our view was that term was entirely unacceptable in describing someone either involved in sexual offending against children or who has indecent thoughts towards them. So props to them, okay, that that was the appropriate response and something that should be covered. DEA warns that the ADHD over uh, prescription could be as bad as the opioid crisis. No shit. In stinging letter to pharmaceutical giants, it accuses aggressive marketing as users raised 10% of the year to 41 million people on that. 41 million people on Adderall and other things. I mean, the, wow. Wow. Let me tell you, not a good idea to be on those drugs. Sorry. Find something else in your life. Do You really think that stuff's helping you? Just, you know, it's one that hits home. I don't even really want to talk about too much, but come on, man. Like, like we talked, that they're drugging you up. Okay? It, either they're making you more docile or, or you're literally going into psychosis over time. Whether you realize it or not, it's a gradual thing. Gradually, as you move into psychosis, tougher to figure out, just throwing it off, throwing it out there. So again, in other awesome safe and effective news, we're going to be keeping everybody safe and effective. Okay, masks make a comeback. Hundreds of thousands of students across the U.S. will be forced to wear face coverings when classes go back this week as uh, schools bring back controversial mandates for your kids, which we know it damaged, but we're getting them in line. We want them on team slavery, so we're coming after them the hardest. Team slavery, a go go. They will bend the knee. You will bend the knee. And now, well, I travel the country, it's not every year or 6 months with the hate and lies boosties. No, 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 it's every 2 months. Every 2 months. If it's been 2 months it's, and and I hear the term quote unquote Omicron variants. They got a lot of dumb people out there. They went from Delta to Omicron to Omicron variants. Okay? And 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 boosters every six months to a year to boosters every two months. Can you imagine injecting anything into your body six times a year? That's not a thing for a lot of people. Not everybody breaks out the needle and bop-a-da-boo-ba-da-boo. A da boop ba da boo a beep bop a doo No. No. Especially for a bioweapon that was seeded okay, and then dissipated and brought in tyranny globally. And so they could inject you continually with more bioweapons, just no big deal. Okay, no biggie. All right, without further ado, let's take you through uh, the blueprint of the enslavement of humanity via NASA. And it's not just NASA, but we'll get to that because it's literally in the document um, where this information is coming from. And I know I harp on it and I've talked about it before, but the the document is so key that let's see if we can get down about at least halfway through it, 50 or 60 pages. And then um, maybe uh, maybe later uh, this week, we'll be doing this on the uh, premium side of the broadcast as well. Who knows? Who knows? So the enemy after next is you, by the way. So they, in this ongoing worldwide te- technological uh, revolution, you're the enemy. This is going to be telling you about uh, economic trends and uh, the potential nature of fir- farther term warfare. All right. This is fifth generation warfare. The bots, borgs, and humans welcome you to 2025 AD. We're now 700 days away from that, less than, less than 700 days. Okay. So, so This presentation is based on the quote-unquote futures work with DARPA, the CIA, the FBI, the Office of Naval Intelligence, Australian Defense Department, okay, the National Research Council, the Army After Next, you know, the one that's going to be automated and human and um, cybernetic, that one, and so many more, the DIA. Take a look. Breathe it in, all right? Uh, for, for all you military fo- folks out there, the SEALs are in there too. So this presentation is, is based from the entirety of the military industrial complex for where they want to bring the future of the planet. It is meant to incite thought and discussion, and it is based uh, uh, in all cases, not some cases. Everything you read here is based on existing. In other words, already here. Data, trends, analysis, and tech. The, the tech is there, and they're going to tell you that. Not pixie dust. In other words, not the imagination land they present to the public. It provides, in some cases, a somewhat broader view of perspective, uh, pr- perspective developments and issues. Utilization and the application of the 2025 and beyond pro- uh, projections. Inputs to future warfighting concepts and development, enemy enemy after next and blue. Inputs to new procurement decisions. So in other words, procurement decisions means uh, the tech that they're going to use and how they're going to do things. And it says about 15 years to produce this tech, but then they inventory it for 40 plus years. That's the procurement decisions they're discussing. Heads up for the intel community, uh, watchings uh, and warnings. I mean, this thing gets into CNN syndrome later, and then inputs for the uh, defense uh, department and R&D planning, which, again, is the ever more present automation and getting humans out of the system. And NASA, big on the climate change and sustainability agenda as well. Politics can and does change overnight, e.g. Russia. Remember, Russia, our enemy. Russia, our buddy. Russia, our enemy. Iran, Iraq, um, Pakistan, et cetera. Potential capabilities is the future warfare issue, uh, but not who, but what? What? The human species is what? So they need to plan differently. In a world in the throes of the triple exponential IT bio-nano technological revolutions, changes are occurring at the scale of months instead of decades, and now weeks instead of months, or days instead of weeks, by the way, um, to the zeroth order potential effects on defense, offense equipment, uh, uh, CON ops, and threats. So uh, that's continental operations, by the way, CON ops. Spaceship Earth. So, so here it is. This is where we're bad as people. The crew are the humans are plundering the ship's supplies, tinkering with the temperature and life support controls, still looking for the instruction manual, engaging in bloody skirmishes in every corner of the vessel, increasing the size of the crew by two million per week. And it's bigger than that. So in other words, humans bad. And there's uh, I'm not you know what? Who's P. Crayola? Crayola. Let's let's do it live. Let's do it live. That's what we do here. We do it live, folks. P. Criola. Who is that? Because obviously we're quoting that person. Uh, Let's see. ESA, European Space Agency, Switzerland. Uh, In space, a brief history. That's who this is, huh? Died in 2019. Still around in 2001 when that document was there. Dr. Peter Peter Criola. There he is vice chairman of the ESA council and head of the Swiss delegation. That's who we're talking about. So so again, another eugenicist. Humans bad. They're bad. They're so, so, so bad. Oh, okay. And see, humans have taken over and vastly shortened evolution. And we've got Dennis Bushnell, the same guy who authored this, talking about how uh, the evolution of everything is over and human beings are now driving all of evolution. It's 10 million times faster than uh, regular evolution. And when we talk about uh, of the planet, global warming, pollution, deforestation, okay, uh, who's uh, uh, I, I mean, when you look at this, the public work they're telling you they're going to what? Underneath, of the human species, they're going to genomically design and repair it. And they talk about mind children, Moravec, Transhumanism 101, we're on page nine of the document. Talks about products and life forms, cross species, molecular breeding, and yes, directed evolution. Uh, evolution. I don't know what MaxiGen is, but we'll do it live. It's part of the love of the broadcast, everybody. MaxiGen let's see biotech maxigen is a biotechnology company interesting they're out of newark new jersey what do they do uh it offers a uh, libraries of genetic diversity with high functional content cost-effective approach for directed evolution screening and campaigns maxigen assists with library design and overall project development uh no retained ownership partners own uh own their libraries and outcomes Macigen maxigen can perform screening of libraries in certain areas of biotech it says right here let, let's learn more now uh, they've got molecular biology services great but what about de- uh directed evolution oh there's uh oh molecular breeding uh these are the tools nice 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 so still in business after all these years weird Weird, uh, the military-industrial complex picked a winner. <laughs> All right, let's keep going down the line. Currently, this is 2001, um, an order of 70% of the world's research conducted outside of the U.S. Uh, US to first order uh, produces an order of 18% of the world's GDP. And 70% of U.S. research now commercial as opposed to government-sponsored. That's the techno-fascist takeover right there. Techno-fascism. Uh, shows the percentages of nanotech research. And this is this is important, the technological ages of humankind. Talk about the hunter-gatherer groups, then the agricultural groups, industrial age, then the IT from 1950 to 2020. Now, what's interesting about that is this is a 2001 document. And somehow the bio-nano era is definitely coming in in 2020 when a biologically nano-created virus something through gain of function aka creating a bioweapon, is released on the planet maybe in 2019 right it looks like 2019 and then in 2020 they lock down the country and and then most parts of the world and start injecting people with more bio nanotechnology. just called it right there now they don't know how long this whole bio nano era of them transmutating you will be but they know they want to get you into the virtual age. And what are we learning about now? The World Economic Forum wants that metaverse bad. They want you to upload that consciousness bad. They want that mind file. They want that internet of bodies. They want that fourth industrial sweet old revolution. The blueprint right here lays it out. And this is this is the thing. This is where a lot of my cynicism comes from. You know, we're winning, are we? Who's winning? Take a look around. They wargamed this how long ago? I mean, take a look. They they wargamed this well over, you know, 20 plus years ago. They put a blueprint for where they want to take it out. It's right here. I mean, wow. So they talk about how in the hunter-gatherer ages, it was nature provided, okay? Agricultural was controlled nature, plants and animals. You know, kumbaya, the Gaia revolution. Uh oh, now we're in the industrial age of mechani- uh, uh or I'm sorry, mechanized agriculture. And now it bio nano, you begin automating industry and agriculture. And then by the time we hit the virtual age, it's the robotization of everything. Okay, and it bio nano industry uh, agriculture, humans no longer relevant in that. Key future technologies, all highly synergistic at the frontiers of the small in a feeding frenzy of each other. Lovely. So this is the IT bio nano revolution. In IT, you're talking about silicon, bio, optical, quantum, nano computing, no end insight, another uh, 10 to the sixth power exponentially. And then now we're talking about virtual reality, holographic, immersive, ubiquitous uh, communications hyperspectral sensors, and a virtual presence. So beyond the headset, folks, beyond what they're preparing for now, way beyond it. Automatic, robotic, everything, getting rid of you, automating everything wirelessly through 5G and other sensor control systems we can only dream of. And that's a huge cost reduction for them because they don't have to employ people and you can think you're going to get your little universal basic slave income. Yeah, that'll be there for a while, but it's going to come with tokenized restrictions. Things beyond the track trace database society and your compliance, your compliance. Bio lifespan doubling, not for you. Not we've been promised this again and again and again and people are like, "Look how much longer we live, please." Give me a break. Again, the Johnny nonsense is real. If you believe that, Our lifespan is doubling. No, these people at the top of the transhumanist movement want you to merge with machines to give up your humanity. And in essence, what makes you special, your consciousness, your soul, enslave yourself. You know, you've already, a lot of people have enslaved themselves through big pharmaceuticals. Soon that's going to be uh, biomedical pharmaceuticals, sensors, I, again, yesterday, uh, I showed you the DARPA sensors under the skin, I believe it's called Lumi L-U-M-E-E, okay? So these people believe that they can biologically live forever. That's, th- that's their belief system. And the rest of us will merge with the machines and eventually be tricked into uploading our consciousness as we build human-like robots. And then we're talking about genetic engineering before birth. You know, I talk about Martine Rothblatt, and I still don't do it enough. I should be doing it more and more and more, okay? Because not only is it from transgender to transhuman, where it's all billions of sexes and a continuum of sex types, billions of sexes. They don't even want billions of people on the planet, right? No, no, no. This is the author of Unzipped Genes in 1997, advocating for the same thing that Bushnell is advocating for in 2001. Okay? It's a big deal. Genetic engineering before birth. Plants irrigated by seawater, food, petrochemical, uh, stock minerals, and terraforming. Now, that's a technology that can actually help empower humanity, Uh, It is not likely to be utilized for the masses because they want you to eat the bugs. Or if they do actually utilize it, it will be for the plant-based, soy-based diet they want you on so you can no longer eat meat. Nano, carbon nanotubes, 600 times the strength to the weight of steel. Assemblers, living factories. So in other words, that's automation on automation and the huge cost reductions that will bring human human beings are out machines making machines are in okay that's what nanotech can do the worldwide i.t revolution communications computing sensors and electronics u.s commercial it r d over a hundred billion a year factor of one million further improvement silicon molecular quantum bio optical beyond human ai question mark now As I've told you, artificial intelligence extremely dangerous. Uh, We we played that clip. uh, Garbage in, garbage out. But who controls the AI is really where the danger truly is. Because uh, as far as what most people perceive AI to be, I don't perceive it to be that way. Automatics, robotics in the large. That's everything. Immersive, multi-sensory VR holodecks. So welcome to Star Trek. You're that immersed. We're talking about Touch, taste, smell—not just the headset. Ubiquitous, multi-physical hyperspectral sensors, land, sea, air, space, everything. Multi-physics, guys. Hyperspectral—that means different spectrum of light. That means we don't need just the CCTV cameras. We have a sensor network everywhere. Micro, nano satellites, GNC sensors, etc. That's the artificial skin that NASA openly talks about. That SpaceX is putting up there. Worldwide impacts of ongoing IT revolution upon society: telecommuting, teleshopping, teleentertainment, teletravel, teleeducation, telemedicine, telecommerce, telepolitics, telesocialization, pandemic. Anybody? Fast tracked all of it. Now you had parts of it, right? In other words, we've had Skype for a long time. Boy, they they fast tracked the Zoom meeting. We've had doctors for a long time and online consultations for a long time. They forced you into telemedicine. Kids couldn't go to school. Don't worry, we got a Zoom class, tele education. Teletravel, that's going to be that immersive VR experience and that Kurzweilian promise. Tele entertainment, scrolling anybody, Instagram and anybody, teleshopping. I mean, that's again, Amazon is the great ruler. Same with the teleconference. When politics came around, all of a sudden, what? You didn't need a congressman or a uh, a senator at, at important hearings anymore. Now, we, in the small, some of that was going on, but boy, did it get fast tracked during the COVID nineteen eighty four nightmare. Jason Burmis, how dare you point this out? We're on page sixteen. It's hundred and thirteen pages of this bad boy. It status. Okay, 10 to the 6th power improvements in computing since 59. 10 to the 8th power, further possible in the next 30 years. 10 to the 3rd power provides better than human capabilities. 100 million telecommuters worldwide now expected to at least double in 15 years. Way more. Way more. India graduates three times more software engineers in the U.S., more software written in Bangor and Southern CA. Yes. So basically, uh, then uh, Southern California, yes. And that's why we've seen so much outsourcing over the last decade and a half in that regards. I mean, you're talking, when I was working at my uh, MSP company, the managed service provider, so much outsourcing. IW effectively constitutes a fourth uh, WMD, weapon of mass destruction. I mean, basically saying internet warfare is the ultimate weapon of mass destruction. They don't like the information warfare because They can lose that. Quantum computing initially available in five years, which it did. Okay. And remember, there are separate types of quantum computing. NASA, in partnership with Google, has achieved, quote, unquote, quantum supremacy. When you talk about the D-Wave systems, which have now been just totally surpassed, right? The D-Wave systems alone, who's investing in them? Bezos is investing. Goldman Sachs is investing. The the upper echelons of the predator class systems all investing in this. 15% of all power today is used by computers. We'll reach 60% by 2010. I I really don't know what the number is. Maybe we should do that. How much uh, of all the power is used by computers? Okay. How much power globally is used by computers? Power globally used by computers. Let's see how on they are. Computers, data centers, and networks consume 10% of the world's electricity. 30% of this electricity goes to the power terminal equipment, Uh, computers, mobiles, and other devices. 30% goes to data centers and 40% goes to the network. So we're we're only at uh, 10%. Wrong prediction. Wrong prediction there. All right, let's keep, I'm sorry about that. Wearable, this is important. Wearable and implantable on personal electronics, communications, computing, sensory augmentation, health monitoring, and brain stimulation. In other words, these uh, biomimetics that we talk about, the brain chips that we talk about, they were talking about in 2001. When we are talking about under the skin, health monitors, et cetera, they're talking about it, what, in 2001. Old news old news AI and beyond computing human brain characteristics capabilities, a hundred billion neurons, a hundred trillion connections, 200 calculations per second. slow speed of neural circuitry, 20 million billion calculations a second. So in other words, they're telling you they're going to go from 200 to 220 million with this excellent at parallel computing pattern recognition, poor, at sequential uh sequential thinking operates via random tries machine capabilities currently 10,000 billion calculations a second 100,000 billion by 2004 by 2010 20 million billion is available by 2025 on a PC and i would say on a PC probably on one of these bad boys probably on one of those bad boys as as much as i love the pc by 2030 the PC has a collective computer computing power of a town full of human minds. So supposedly in seven years, your PC has the computing power of a town full of, um, you know, <laughs> human minds. Take that as what you will. The Human Brain Project. Begun in the early 90s. So again, brain chipping with this project, early 90s Defense Department decades before. Go watch Truthstream Media and the Minds of Men. Funded by 16 organizations across five agencies, the NIH, yes, the National Institute of Health, the NSF, the Department of Defense, NASA, and the Department of Energy. Oh, the Department of Energy. I keep telling people, the Department of Energy has done some of the most insane human experimentation that we know about. They always have these innocuous terms. So yeah, the Department of Energy in on genetic human experimentation. And guess what? Brain chips. AKA uh, neuro-informatics, intersection of neuroscience and information. And it's exploding. The field is exploding. 10,000 individual Presentations at Annual Meeting of Society for Neuroscience from Molecular Geneticists to Cognitive Psychologists, Determining Detailed Neuroautonomy of Human Brain, Digital Brain Atlas, and the Use of IT to Study the Brain, Use of Brain Info to Aid IT and AI. So, again, brain chips, brain projects, the 90s, Department of Energy, NASA, the DoD. The imagination engine, AKA creative machine and creative agent. He often loves to talk about this. So I think it's Steve Thaler, current AI best bet, not a rule-based expert system generates new ideas, concepts via starving a trained neural net of meaningful inputs, forcing it to dream, um, uh, cavitate, create new concepts, etc. An attendant neural net used to capture, record, elevate and report on these writings. In the worldwide economy, our ability to create wealth is not bound by physical limits or resources, but by our ability to come up with new ideas. In other words, we don't need anything to actually back up our currencies. We don't need gold. You know, we don't need anything but the, uh, the psychological warfare power of the belief system that it's valuable. That's why they're going to bring in a tokenized slave system of CBDCs. However, even universal wealth will not obviate the other causes of warfare, which include politics, uh, face, religion, uh, megalomania, and territorial disputes. I think that's supposed to be, face is supposed to be race. Okay, by the way, I'm not not quite sure. I'd have to look at the other abbreviated version and see if that is uh, a typo. But but take a look at this. They're basically telling you war is not going to end even with universal wealth, which will never exist and that wealth is just based on ideas huh yeah uh, stakeholder capitalism anybody who will own everything and you will own nothing global problems and solutions serious problem energy water food land population growth wealth generation and pollution and warming in other words people people are the problem killer app solutions Motivational, inexpensive, web-based, asynchronous distance learning. In other words, you're going to be trained by AI, okay? And you're going to do so in the comfort of your own pod, aka home. All right? And that's, that's the bottom line. And biomass, food via CO water, uh, irrigation, and current wastelands. Yeah, you're going to eat the slop we give you. That's how we're going to solve it while we depopulate you. Inexpensive motivational asynchronous web-based distance education enables the demise of the U.S. underclasses, wealth creation from enabled invention, stabilization of the world population. There it is. Stay that that's the population control. That's the sustainability agenda. The demise of the underclasses. So it's now it's going to be had the have everything's and the have nothing's. Not just the haves and the have nots, because that there's the equalization of that. Rapid technology diffusion, okay, rapid transhumanism is what that means. Altered political military outlooks worldwide, aka globalism, that changes everything. And when Bushnell brags on video about sustainability, and it's world population control, not stabilization, that changes everything. That changes everything. Motivational learner, web-based, asynchronous uh, distance learning, the only method of providing a requisite improved educational breadth, depth, quality, and responsiveness to shifting global economic warfare requirements, accelerated increase in knowledge at orders of magnitude, reduced societal individual cost, increased convenience and accessibility. And look, let's just talk about this. Technology can be used to empower or enslave. I am very empowered through technology and telelearning, free telelearning through um, tutorials that are online, often on YouTube, often on a uh, Trojan horse civilian system platform, right? You got to use what you can get. And uh, this is a tool that is completely and totally beyond invaluable to somebody that wants to learn Photoshop, or graphic design, or the tricks of video editing, or special effects, or a number of other skills in trade, because there are experts on that, giving away free knowledge. When I go and I get a piece of hardware, such as the webcam in front of me, that I am completely impressed with its quality, it's because I watched reviews, and tutorials, and comparison videos with others, and and that's how I was able to come to an informed decision. So that empowers us. But when you take the human element out of education, I think it's so detrimental on many levels um, that you can't build that relationship, that you have narrative control that is now um, in a direction that is completely authoritarian in many regards. And, and I think a dangerous, especially when it's these people. The ultimate education approach, plug and play direct silicon or other device connected to the brain, very rapid uploads, education in minutes instead of many years. In other words, we're going to take it from that, what I just discussed, to the brain chip in your head interface matrix style. On paper, 2001, real deal. But I'm the kook for talking about this. Jason Burma you're kooky. By the way, uh, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed yesterday, and it looks like Kim Iverson has put me on guest list. Kim, I'm ready to come mash it up. Love to talk about transhumanism with you, especially if we're going to talk about the true nature of the quote unquote transgender agenda, because it is an anti-human agenda. The advantages of shallow sea desert production of biomass via seawater irrigation, a closed CO2 cycle, obviates, or I'm sorry, obviates global warming. Yes, they're always so worried about CO2 and global warming. So worried that they'll blow up a pipeline that emits more CO2 than ever. So worried that they'll run uh, tests via war systems, okay, and death systems, aka weapon systems, that emit an untold amount of CO2 and never tell us about it. That's how concerned they are. Forget about just the private jet stuff. That's how concerned they are. Food, petrochemical feedstock, materials, clothing, et cetera, energy and uh, reliance on the Middle East. That Again, they could use this to empower us. Terraforming, alter desertification, uh, preservation, production of fresh water, uh, rich mineral uh, source seawater, and the utilization of wastelands. Th- this is the real deal. You can do this with solar power and so many other things. They're not interested in empowering you. They're not interested. It's about enslavement, setting up the boogeyman. Probable circa 2025, societal changes, a uh, much increased lifespan. There's the, the fake hope, okay? There's the there's the uh, Jared Kush Kush sitting there. We're gonna live forever. We're living forever. We're going to the moon. We're going to Mars. Solution to energy, water, warming, bio. Uh, far more global distribution of technology, education, economics, wealth, etc. cetera, uh, via IT. Tremendous increase of the capability of automatic robotic everythings, IT bio-nano, resulting in reduced tensions across uh, associated with haves and have-nots and historical religious issues. No, that's what they're pushing. That's what they're pushing. Also resulting in greatly increased individual destructive power, bio, IW, uh, etc. Um, that's going to be internet warfare later on, by the way. And general societal dis- uh, Disaffection with machines. They're getting you ready for the automation. Major emerging law enforcement issues. Privacy. Ubiquitous micro nano sensors everywhere. There is no privacy. And they want to go surveillance under the skin. IT or internet crime. Wide spectrum. Biocrime. Binary pathogens. Genetics. Bioweapons. Protection of human electronic implants. Okay, not just the brain chips. Protection of the continental United States beyond terrorism, internal terrorism, okay? Now, like minority-style uh, systems of pre-crime. Societal disaffection upheaval people caused by rapid technological changes. In other words, when we try to do this to people, bring in the fourth industrial revolution, people are going to be pissed. Ro- uh, road air rage, psychosomatic illness, and withdrawal. Psychosomatic illness, yeah, because you've... uh Psychologically manipulated uh, the population, and then you've uh, biomedically attacked them with weapons, including uh, pharmacological drugs. You know, massive information warfare, and a spectrum of other types of warfare. Of particular concern: uncontrolled and uncontrollable self-replication of brilliant robots, nano replicators, and ram- uh, rampant recombinant bio. In other words, I don't know, things like spike proteins. Oh, did he say it? Did he say it? And I think we're going to go for about five more minutes on this. We're on page 31 of 113, and we're going to wrap it up a little bit early. Again, I have been on the road. Um, You know, I have been putting stuff together. You know, I did that broadcast yesterday. I pre-recorded that on New Year's Day just to make sure it came out on Monday because I'm a slave to the trade. I'm thinking about this stuff all the time. I'm just lucky to have the opportunity on top of it. And I want to thank everybody who has come over to the premium side of the broadcast and is supporting us over at redvoicemedia.com. And again, we're going to cover issues that are outside of what other people, not only in the mainstream, but the alternative cover, especially this. And we're going to challenge those popular narratives of hopium sometimes, like the Brunson case, because I think we have to. Current competitive landscape, U.S. produces only 18% of the world's GDP, much less than that uh, at this point. 70% of research contru- conducted offshore, gain a of function, 400 billion a year trade deficit, 32 other nations devote a larger percentage of their GDP to research, uh, fifth in uh, number of R&D personnel labor units, 3% savings rate versus 30% in Asia. Again, they want Asia to come up. 13th out of 30 with student uh, math score and science scores is probably much less than that, okay? So there's the emerging uh, economic multipolar world, all right? And and when you look at China, just came right up, didn't it? Came right up. So did India, didn't it? India came right up, boom. What came right down? The United States. You see that? They were telling you. (laughs) They were telling you. That this was happening. Biorevolution applications: farm animals, ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh. drugs and spare parts, biomimetics, folks. Fast growing plants on or near the surface and seawater irrigated plants for biomass energy. A closed CO2 cycle. Again, if it really empowered them, they're not doing it. Polymer growing plants. Spider genes in goats allows uh, spider silk spinning from goat milk for biosteel, The spider goats. That uh, Alex Jones used to talk about three and a half times the strength of aramid fibers for armor, binary bioweaponry. And by the way, they utilized the spider goats in the uh, war on terror. Or war of terror, in my opinion. And again, when we talk about binary biologics, that's a real thing. It's not science fiction. It is fact. Examples confluence of IT bio nano, brain of a sea lamprey inserted and connected into the body of a robotic fish, an initial cyborg. Yes, doing this back in the early 2000s. Choo Choo, a flesh or plant eating robot that hunts, biodigest natural foods to live off the land. In other words, death bots. And I remember there was a mainstream story uh, back when I was at InfoWars, probably 2008, 2009, maybe 2010. And they were talking about the biomass war robots. Basically, they'd eat you on the battlefield and then continue to kill you. Okay. And they changed the whole narrative of that. Oh, they're not human eating. Really? Choo-choo. I mean, that's the joke. Choo-choo. If anybody can ever find Dennis Bushnell doing this presentation, uh, hopefully the long form one that's probably like four hours. I would love that. I would love that. Because can you imagine the cackle on this guy while he tells you about (laughs) choo-choo? All right. I think uh, that's going to be the wrap for uh, today, everybody. Uh, Please consider uh, supporting me if you aren't already, if you're watching this on the replay. And sharing the links to the free stuff at redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. It is not about left or right it is about right and wrong i absolutely love you guys couldn't do it without you i hope that you're uh, kicking off 2023 despite all of this grim information with a bang and that this is a huge year for you individually maybe a year where you thrive in this situation where you you take control of aspects of your life you had hadn't disarray before or didn't feel were important Use this as a chance to what? Be your own hero, because we're all going to have to navigate not only a great reset agenda, but the great narrative that will continually be pushed upon us while it occurs. I love you guys, and I will see you all on the flip side.